What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 167 of the Bench Time Podcast. Yay! With Todd and Brett Wiley of Wiley Scale Modeling. Hey, we just wanted a quick update. Uh, there was a video recorded last week. Um, I didn't have time we'll to do it. Time. I didn't have time to do it. Um, upload it. Edit needed a little bit of editing. Not not a lot, but you know, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I just I had it was a nice weekend. I was not home like the entire weekend. Didn't get it done. Spent yeah. time with the family, and then I had a shitty start to the week and uh, just didn't get uploaded. So um, I don't need to get into why I had a shitty week. It was just a shitty week, and uh, right. life goes on. That's the end. End of story. So, so. anyways. There will be video, get up there when it gets up and there. we're also missing the last 20 minutes of that episode, which does bother me actually more than the video. Okay. Um, yeah. But I am going to re-upload the audio file, so uh, that's actually going to be – it's actually getting uploaded as we speak right now. I'll be honest with you. I don't even like doing video. Well, but what the I was – The whole time I was sitting there – But uh, I just – I don't – I just feel self-conscious. I don't like doing it. Anyways, the uh, the the last twenty minutes though is actually more important to me to get uploaded because it just cuts off at like two thirty, yeah. two hours and thirty minutes, it, as if that wasn't long enough for you guys. But but um, I do <laughs> I do want to get the last twenty minutes up, and um, I just yeah. have to re-upload the file, which is actually doing it's uploading right now um, right. as we are recording this. So. You don't need to go find a different episode. By the time you're listening to this, the other episode or audio file should be replaced, uh, and it should yep. update. So you should be able to catch the last 20 minutes of that episode just to catch the, the ending. Um, yeah. And I apologize for that. I don't know what happened when I was editing it. Somehow when I edited it, it chopped off that final 20 minutes. It was weird. Um, yeah. I don't get it. Sometimes computers just... Do dumb stuff, and ninety nine percent of the time it's user error. So we'll just blame it on uh, my stupidity, which won't be the first <laughs> time either. I'm All not right. worried about it. It is what it well, is. No, we, but I mean, it's, but it just ends abruptly. I just want to get that uploaded. Oh, it ends abruptly. So, anyways, we were probably well beyond any logical or meaningful conversation <laughs> at that point. It, was we, just, well, we, we got to a point last week where it was like near the end there where I was just barely keeping my it was eyes midnight. Open. Yeah. And so, so anyways, so yeah. no big deal. It was a fun week. Um, but I will get that last 20 minutes up for you guys. Uh, and then the video will go up sometime. I don't know when, but it'll go up. Um, all right. So that was the housekeeping at the beginning of the show here. Uh, I do have a question for you that, and I posted that meme to your page. Where does a dinosaur like that, Wear a necktie. Does a dinosaur wear its necktie like that really high up on its neck or like low? I don't even know what the hell that's supposed to mean. I think a dinosaur would wear the necktie low. Like you don't wear a necktie at the top of your neck. You wear them down low at the bottom. Right, right. Sure. I would say low. So the second picture. Yeah. 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 Kid I work with thought it was the other, the first one. And I'm like, why would you wear your necktie that high? Oh, well, so we had a big debate about. He's it. wrong. Well, I know. Well, yeah. Sometimes people are unless wrong. you like to hang it. If you put it up around the top of your neck and hang it down, you end up looking like Don Cherry. <laughs> you know, with your six-inch high collar on your shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if yeah, you guys aren't familiar with like Don Cherry, if you're not right? familiar with Don Cherry and you're not a hockey fan, just look him up. 
you know, he got a little controversial at the end of his career, but uh, the beginning, <laughs> the the '80s and '90s were a better time for Don Cherry. <laughs> we'll just say, we'll just say <laughs> that he started to become like the old man on the porch guy. Like, yeah, he just get was, off my porch. Well, he would just, like me. He would he would just say like <laughs> dumb shit on the air, and you're like, oh, what do you? No, no, dude, no. Uh, yeah. Anyways, all right. <sighs> so. We got a lot of things coming up here. So Yeah, we so, got the contest, um, by the another, way. We got the, the contest. The, the two inch by two inch contest is still going on. Yeah. Um the idea behind that is if you're part of the uh if you're part of the overtime at the bench listener group, you can get in there and join the contest for the only prize it's not a great prize, guys. I'm not gonna lie. It's a traveling yeah. trophy. Um you have until March 26th, so you still have 16 days to do it. It's not even a big build. We're doing a two inch by two inch um, diorama. Cannot overhang, but it can go unlimited height. You can you, you can be right. two inches by two inches, and then a foot tall. I mean, whatever you're building, I don't know what that would look like. That'd be weird. But um, the traveling trophy is a kind of a golden Oscar looking trophy that I. I picked up on one of those like cheap crown trophy websites. Yeah. And then each person that wins it gets to add something to the trophy or subtract something. Who knows? You might cut an arm off or something. Uh, but we glue a GI Joe arm to the trophy. Uh, yeah, trophies are cheap, by the way. But for people who don't know, it was like $4. But <laughs> yeah, this trophy, you, can buy, you can buy big, giant monster trophy and pay like. 20 bucks and have yeah. this monster trivia looks like the Stanley Cup. <laughs> but, uh, you know? I mean, it's made out of a cr- like, uh, like plastic. plastic and, and if you drop yeah, it man. once, it's shattered. But, yeah. but it looks cool. <laughs> but, uh, the, the traveling trophy is, I think it's been to like four houses now across the country. And, um, when you win it, whoever has it now, it's an honor system. So you win it, don't be an asshole and keep the trophy forever. Uh, when you win it, you get us. You get it to keep it until the next contest winner wins it, and uh, then it gets shipped to that person. Uh, so don't join the contest if you're not willing to pay five dollars or so to ship it in a US uh, USPS flat rate box to someone else. Like, don't be that guy. Um, yeah, it's kind of for fun. We're all in it for fun. So do your diorama build. You get the traveling trophy. It'll be funny. You get to keep it for a couple months. Add something funny to it. Paint something weird on them. I don't know. Have fun with it. It's a, it's our trophy to tra- pass around. And then uh, you know, there's a letter I think I sent with it originally. Hopefully that still exists that people can add to the letter as we as we pass it on. But anyway, so if you want to join the listener group contest build this month, you have till the 26th. Um, you can message me on Facebook or email me the entry picture. And then we'll put it on Facebook. Everyone will vote by reacting to it for like a week. And then the one with the most reactions wins that contest build. So that's going on. I right think it's now. great. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I don't know, it's a fun, like, hokey, dumbass looking trophy thing that we get to pass around. Right. And we get to build something cool. There's some cool, I know uh, Dan Banks and Greg Baker are doing ones that look pretty cool. I, I'm sure there's a couple other guys I, that are doing it that I missed, but. There's a lot of guys making some pretty cool uh, little two inch by two inch dioramas. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, there's some really nice ones out there. It's a, um, not, not only that. I mean, it's it 
doing it that small is uh, limited. Really, yeah. I mean, it's it's real. It really tests your creativity level because you know you want to you figure everybody else is going to be thinking along the same lines, and uh, you know you have bigger space. Well, if you're doing n scale, it's different. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I mean two inches n scale is still small. Yeah, it's still tiny. But uh, you know, I'm going to do one. I I have an idea actually of what I'm going to do. I have a. You better be cracking, man. It's it's a tent. I got 16. You know how I am, Dad. I got 16 days. I'll be up on the 25th, cranking it out. Now we have that coming up. Then we also have coming up the. uh, the build, our live uh, group build, uh, we we're going to be starting that here at the end of the month. And um, you know, for most of you, uh, a lot of you have already gotten your, uh, picked up your kit from, um, from Ron at my uh, models, my mount models, and it's the you know the Wiley's Tavern. So uh, you know, make if you haven't, get yourself over there and, and get it as soon as you can. Um, but we're getting ready to crank that baby up. Get so it we're sooner than later uh, now because. Uh, it's, yeah, um, we're starting up March 29th. It's so coming. I mean, it's not like it's uh, yeah, it's a couple weeks and I'm very excited. Uh, we have the show film. this week. So we have that coming up and we're going to we're going to do a good time. Have a good time. We're going to do a good time. We're going to do a good time with that. We are but, definitely um, going to do a good time. Yeah. And then of course uh um next week on our show we'll talk about here tonight is uh Doug Fiscali from Foscale Models. And um um, I'm excited to have him on. Now that we're going to feature, we're going to talk about. I want to strictly make this show with him about techniques. This guy loves to throw techniques at people. And Original shit, you ones. Know, yeah, and, and give you his ideas on some things on how to do things and and ideas he's picked up from other people yeah. too, for that matter. Yeah, he's not he's not but, afraid to uh, you know right. pass along other people's. Ideas. And we've had him on the show many times, and a lot of the times that we've had him on, you know, we wanted to get to techniques, and we weren't able to because um, we we were talking about a lot of new products and things that come out like that. So I'm going to avoid, if we can, uh, any new products unless he has something he wants to pump out there, and I think he does with one of his background kits that he just put out. But you know, we won't we won't dwell on that too long. We're going to stick to uh, working on. Uh, techniques only. So in the meantime, this week on Facebook, on our group page, uh, I am going to put up a post asking, or not on our group page, on our regular page, um, for, for, uh, questions for Doug. Um, and I want them to be all technique questions. Don't go asking, when's this coming out? What are we doing that? What's your next plan? What, what's your inspiration? Blah, 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 blah. We've heard it. If you want to hear that, go back to the other five or six or seven or eight different shows we've had with him and look that up. Okay. Um, but as far as this show, it will be all about your techniques, things that you have questions on or asking him about how he would do this or how he would do that or how he gets this kind of effect um, or, you know, that type of thing. That's what we're working with. This is your uh, opportunity next to look over everything that he's built yep. and ask him like, Hey, I really want to do this thing you did. How, how'd you do yeah. it? Because, right. you know, Doug's so, one of those guys that not only enjoys what, I mean, obviously he enjoys when you buy kits, but yeah, <laughs> aside, aside, 
<laughs> aside from the, <laughs> I, I mean, I hope Doug does. We'll ask him next week. But <laughs> the, aside from selling the kits and the business side of it, Doug's also very much like the rest of us, where you know he enjoys information and he enjoys sharing yeah. art. Doug's, Doug's a businessman and he's very good at what he does because we all buy his stuff. But at the same time. Doug's also an artist, and mm-hmm. he has a passion for seeing what other people do. Whether you're the you're the next, uh, whether you're the next George Selios or you're just starting out. Obviously, many times Doug has said he likes just seeing what everyone does. Right. So he's very willing, oftentimes, to share techniques. And actually, I think sometimes he's even said, you know, in his instructions and stuff, to just email him. If you have questions about something, just email me. Like he leaves it very open to just reaching yep. out to him and uh, asking for assistance on on builds and stuff. Yep. I sent him emails before asking questions. Yeah, I remember you've had and, questions on some things you were working on, and and yeah. actually with your current diorama, you had some questions, and he yeah. he got back to you and uh, uh, told you kind of. Well, some there techniques. I just kind of reached out. I went directly to him, but you well, know, you know what I mean, though. But he's he's yeah, he, he enjoys sharing ideas and yeah, techniques. He, he does. So next week will be fun. They're for great that. ideas. And I don't always take, even though I've asked him for advice, I don't always use it exactly the way he, <laughs> he described it. I mean, he's given me a launching off point on some ideas, which is good. But, you know, so yeah, anyways, next week, that's a, that's a, that's an exciting time. We're looking for that. And then in the month of April, I'm going to be shooting to get, um, uh, some other guests on for sure. So nice. it's, um, I, I have some we're working with and you know, it's Scott Mason is one that I want to get on again and do the exact same thing that we're doing here. Uh, which will be all, that Scott. was another fun uh, one. It'll be just all got. techniques. Yeah. We're going to try and get Scott on again in April and, uh, talk about, um, all techniques this time. Same deal. Uh, where we, where we just, that's what we want to start loading you up, you people up with tips, tricks, and, 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 uh, techniques and things like that from these modelers. Um, and that's what we originally started out as, and that's what we want to kind of get back into. So I, but. um, I have a couple questions lined up for Doug as well. So I'll yeah, keep it limited. I, I'll try I and do like, do. I'll try and just keep it to like, you know, four or five dozen. <laughs> no, we're gonna but, load them up. But I do. Be, I mean, there's gonna be a lot of question and answer stuff this next week. I have a lot of questions for Doug. Um, more along the lines of like, uh, hang on, my microphone's getting all goofy here. Oh, there we go. There we go. It don't sound any different. No, not on your side, but on my side, I can oh, see okay. it's way different. I was having okay. okay. So I made my microphone. I took my soundboard up the other week when we had a snow day, and I turned it into a sound machine. I turned it into. A, a karaoke machine. A karaoke machine for the kids. Um, which was initially fun, and then it became uh, quite terrifying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I took my microphone up, and then they are they also have a microphone that for a, a cheap ass like frozen karaoke machine they have. Um, and I plug that microphone into my soundboard as well, uh, and it allows me to use. I can power a microphone through the soundboard. Like, I don't have to have an extra power supply. Um, right. Well, then I took my big stereo up, you know, that, that stereo I've had forever. Yeah. And I hooked piece. up that into the output 
of the soundboard. So the soundboard fed into the stereo. I wired it so it could feed into that. Well, I then hooked my laptop up to do like a karaoke machine where from my laptop across the room, I could stream music into my soundboard out into the stereo and then the microphones were hot so they could just pick the microphones up and start singing to it well it ended up just turning them into them screaming at the top of their lungs into the microphone as loud as i could um for like an hour and it was great it was a great time guys i recommend you to never do that ever you there dad that's pretty funny yeah Yeah, if if you have a soundboard um and you do that for your children, either get some earplugs ahead of time, some good ear protection, good earplugs, <laughs> or just don't, just forget it. Just take my word of advice and either wear earplugs or just skip the idea. Because yeah. um, my neighbors probably thought that we were murdering cats in our house. It was <laughs> it was awful. It was just, they were just screaming. In the, oh. Anyways, plus then there was a feedback because it was so loud in the stereo, it caught it in the mic, even though I had the gain turned down. And it was doing that like awful shrieking um piercing like ringing noise oh it was terrible <laughs> anyways we're moving oh, on so yeah so i got a couple things today i'm um, we're gonna talk about the things we've been doing and we're gonna work that into detailing a scene and adding the extra things that you want not just what comes with a kit uh or any kit uh but detailing a scene with how um, you can enhance your kit uh, by making it better, by adding other things that didn't necessarily come with the kit. Yeah. Um, And, um, you know, and, you know, that type of thing. So, and how we put the placement of those things into, into, into thought. So, um, so let's start with what you've been working on. You have your, um, yeah. So I did Last yeah. Chance Gas uh, from uh-huh. from um, Crescent Creek Models, and right. uh, I actually I don't even have it with me because I took it to work. Now it's not even sitting down here for me to look at and talk about. But uh, let me right. let me pull up some of the pictures I have of it so I can talk. Like, how did that go at work, by the way? Uh, well, good, uh, kind of, um, because what do you mean, kind of. Well, it went well. I mean, it wasn't bad. Um, oh, okay, I but, didn't know how your coworkers liked it. They liked it. They thought it was cool. Oh, okay. Well, I don't really work in an, like in an office right now, um, because oh, that's true. I'm in an apartment. <laughs> this is a long story. <laughs> My marketing team grew pretty large, pretty quick, and uh, the building we were in was running out of space. And we have some old, like we had some old, like empty buildings that we own um, in a different area, like down the street. Um, right. they used to have tenants in them. Now they're just like empty business and empty buildings are business owns. So, um, we're, we, 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 uh, took over that temporarily until we can move back into the newly remodeled, uh, office space. So we're down to, we're in a temporary place right now, a temporary, right. an old building we had, it's a temporary office until we can move back. Um, okay. but I just call it, it, I just call it the apartment because it feels like we're stuffed in like this little, <laughs> feels like we're stuffed in like a <laughs> condo, but it's all right. It's funny. It, it all works out. Um, but with that, the, I have it over there. I'm with the same four people every day. So they saw it, but it wasn't like, you know, they see uh, pictures of it all the time too. So they thought it was cool to finally oh, okay. like see it in person, but yeah. you know, they've yeah. seen it already on my Facebook. 
True. But I know when I've I've Are you filing your nails? I, I'm actually filing I'm actually filing pieces to this kit while we're talking. Anyways, I stop. I'm they sorry. they did think it was neat. Um, but I wanted I want I can't wait till like the rest of my office when I am back in my main office can see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now here's the thing when when people see it, even people who have seen it before online with I, pictures and comment, things like that. The main comment I get is how much smaller it is. Yeah, exactly. I had no clue it was that small. You know, I've taken my work uh, that I've built. Uh, to show other people, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, Todd! I didn't know it was that tiny," you know. And uh, you know, so that's something you hear all your life. I mean, so, yeah, I've been hearing it ever since I got married. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, right. anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it runs true. in the family. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm, well, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway. All right. So let's talk about my diorama. Um, I mean, it wasn't much different from the last time I posted pictures of it, except I added some static grass, like tufts. Um, yeah. I painted those people. I put four people on it. Right. Uh, and I added those vehicles. One's like a rusted out car. Um, Got a guy leaning on it with another guy around the back corner. They're like, he's leaning on the side of the building. They're both kind of just like in the back of the shop. It's like a garage and a warehouse, a garage and a, and a gas station. So they're like in the back, kind of maybe on a smoke break, just leaning on the junk car, leaning on the building, chatting, shooting the shit. Um, and I got in the front. Did you notice that in that bu- rusted out, busted up car that I put the engine block in it? No. Oh yeah, you got to zoom in on the car. I have to do that. I put the engine block. Uh, I found a cast. I found a cast metal engine block, and I put it in oh, there. I didn't even know you had something like that. But now that I zoom in on it, I left a little line where the. You ever see the castings and you forget to take the line off, like down yeah, the center? Yeah, forget to file that line. Yeah, out. I, I forgot. I I went over the car pretty well, and then I just realized that I did not go over the top of that engine block well. After uh-huh. I, after I zoom in, I see it, and I'm like, dang it! Now I want to fix it, but I won't. Um, yeah. people I work with won't know the difference. No. Um, I threw some junk in the back, like an old, tr- uh, axle on the door. Um, but then in the front, I put a car that wasn't disheveled and, um. Oh, I see the engine block. Where did you find that? It was in that bag that I got when we up, went up to that hobby shop near, um. And it fit in the hood. Yeah. That is wild. Well, I put it down first, and then I the car body's hollow, so I put it down yeah. first, and then I glued that to the I glued the engine block down, and then I put the car body over. Oh, top then of that. you put the car over top of it. That's badass. Yeah, because if it's if it's a, I mean, if they didn't remove the engine block, it could have just sat there. They took other parts off of it. And the old engine block's still sitting in there. Yeah. So otherwise, it would just have been a, been an empty like bay, engine bay. Then you got like a pile over here with a car door. An axle. An axle, yeah. Tire. You know, and that's the kind of stuff we're talking about here. So, and then the dudes are leaning on it. Yeah, I see Actually, that. if you, if you, if you, do the one photo, oh my God, let me send this to you real quick while we're talking. The one photo of the blonde guy. His ass is hovering. What? What? What well, about his ass? The, wait, what? I'm sending you a photo real, real quick, and then let me t- tell me what you're seeing about the blonde guy. His pants match the line of a, the green line perfectly. Yeah, they do that. 
Anyways, what the the blonde guy? Well, it, it, he looks like he looks like um it, with the blonde hair. It looks like a blonde haired uh um uh the guy from the Capitals, Al uh the oh yeah 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 um uh yeah the the he's supposed Al May yeah Alan May looks like a blonde haired Alan May leaning <laughs> up against the wall talking to a guy. That's funny. Look at the photo I just sent you on Messenger. Okay. I didn't even realize this. The dude is his ass is hovering in the air. The guy on the car. <laughs> oh. oh my god, he's flirting. It's telekinesis. Oh, he's just a guy. Really, he's just been doing a lot of wall sits. He's just really good at. He's got really <laughs> strong thighs and quads. <laughs> That's pretty funny, man. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. and then in the front of the gas station, I did the guy with the oil can or the gas can. Yeah. Uh, that he, turned out great. I yeah. think that was my best painted figure of that of the four. Um, oh, yeah. And then the guy that like was driving the car, you know, just chatting with. He might you know he might have just got his oil topped off, yeah. got his gas tank filled up, and then uh, he's just ch- chatting with the right. The gas station. So you attendant. made a scene, is what you made. I mean, yeah, and I even if you if you zoom in on the pumps, I put oil spills and oil stains around the pump because every time you go to a gas station, the pumps are just horrendous. Yeah, unless it's yeah. like a brand new gas station. Oh right, no, it looks good. So yeah, that's that was basically the scene. I took some uh, of that. Um, oh, what's the name of that bush that we got? Lynn sent it to us. Sagebrush. Sagebrush. Yeah. I took some sagebrush and I made some old dead, dead trees. Uh-huh. Um, I just figured if you're in the desert, old old dead, you know, dried out trees still standing, yeah. it's appropriate. So, and last chance gas would be in in that kind of place anyway. So that kind of gas station would be in like a little desolate area with a sign that says, you know, no gas for 190 more miles or something. Did the mailbox come with it? No, I added that. That's a best cast. That's a best trains casting. Oh, okay, cool. From Balling Redgerly. Neat. So. Yeah, that turned out really good, Brett. And you know, and that's the thing. You added these little extra details that did not come with your kit. Okay, and 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 don't get me wrong. This kit comes with some, uh, some a lot. Great of, it comes with a lot of details. I will say there's right, one right. thing I did. Let me do a real quick hack, and then I'll let you finish. Yeah. You've put those gas pumps together, correct? I have one time I did them. They yeah. suck. I don't like doing them. I think they're titchy. Yeah. But they are hard to put together. The wire... Yeah, I'm and not a big fan of doing those. The wire and the handle and getting that yep. all... St- so I found a little bit of a hack. Yeah? Uh, I had some thicker string right. um, from Craft Store. It's just thicker thread. And I, it looks more like an actual hose. And I glued it together, you know, in place. And then I just took a sharpie and colored it black. That, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong and with that. I, Sharpies are the best hack ever. I, I sat down here for an hour trying to bend this damn wire to try and get it to match the handle and the pump. Yeah. And the and the I was like, this is gonna take me forever. <laughs> and then you bend it too much, and it starts looking wavy. And you're like, no gas line's ever gonna look like, you know, it went over, no. it got hit with a crimping tool. Like it, it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> and 
No, you ever seen that squirrel? I've been there. You ever I've seen been that? There. You ever seen that squirrel that was in a fight or two and it had that bent, like a bent tail or something weird? Yeah, that's what the <laughs> wire looked like. And uh, I was like, screw this. There's got to be an easier way. So I started digging through all my drawers down here and I found a a thread. Uh, and it frayed a little bit, but what you got to look too close to see that. But um, I just cut it to length. It bent it. E- it bent real easy because it's just thread. And then. Took some tacky glue, two dots on either side, one dot on either side, done. And then when it was dry, I hit it with a sharpie. Yeah, took me it ten minutes. Good, I love how it looks. I love the whole kit. Just the saying, if set. you're gonna do gas pumps, skip the wire and get a thicker thread from the store or find one at your right. house and do it that way because it took me ten minutes to do both of them. But adding those details is what we're talking about here tonight, and you know, adding those extra things. You look at it and you're going, what can I throw on there and just jazz it up? I want to jazz it up. I don't want it to look just like any other gas station, right? You want you want to put something extra on it. So you threw the junk pile in. And uh, then now, did the old car come with it? No. No. So you threw the old busted up car. So all of the details that came with it were the – all the pump, the pump details, yeah. the signs, any details right. that are attached to the building. Okay. All that came with it, like the – the meters and uh, yeah. it came with plenty. There was a, sm- a, chim- a chimney and a uh, vent, you. and a, I mean, it came with a lot of details. I think there was like twenty-three right. detail parts or something. It was. It came with. Did it plenty. come with a soda machine, or that, that you put that on? I added that. Yeah, and I did a really bad job painting the word cola on it. By the way, no, I like you. I like <laughs> it best. It does say cola. It's hand painted. Like <laughs> yeah, because you know, there's got to be so out in the middle of a desert somewhere. There's a. There is a soda machine where somebody took a freaking white Sharpie to it and said, Koa. It's know? not the greatest handwriting, but I did yeah. it with a pen. Oh, there's all kinds of hand-painted quickie signs at gas stations like that. I think that's awesome. There's I one. There's one detail I think I'm going to add after talking tonight. Um, and I'm going to – I might bring it home and do it and put it back out there. On, on the one corner, Dad, when you look yeah. at the – let me get to it real quick again. When you look at it, the side, not the side. So there's the right-hand side, if you're looking at it, has the cars, the two cars. Yeah. The mailbox side. Yeah. I'm going to put a... The mailbox side in the back? Well, no. The mailbox side between the tree. Let me get there. Okay, I see what you're saying. Between on the, that side of the wall. Yeah, it's kind of blank. Not on the wall, though. Yeah, there's just nothing there. there. Between the mailbox and the stacked oil drums. Okay. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. But, yeah. But I'm going to make a sign, a billboard size sign, like a, a you know, would be like oh, yeah, a yeah. Eight, a foot, eight foot wide billboard. Yeah. Uh, like they put plywood up. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have it face off the diorama, but angled like it's pointing at the road that would be in front of the gas station, like an imaginary road in front of the gas station. Yeah. And I want it to say, you know, last gas for the next whatever miles yeah i think that would cool that idea. that adding a green road sign like that to the side of the road like you'd see like a dot type sign would be yeah. pretty cool to have like a or not even green just a, a sign that says you know no gas for 95 more miles or something right right i feel I like that, that'd be great i feel idea. like that's something you'd see at last chance gas oh yeah so anyways oh, for sure. and it's and what's cool about that is the sign will actually be it's on the diorama, but it's pointing off into an imaginary scene. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's it's making the scene 
in your brain extend past what's actually there because it's pointing off to something that's not there. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. You ever do that with a diorama? I'll get you to talk about your part now, what you've been working on, but have you ever done that with a diorama? And this would be a good question for any of our listeners. Have you guys ever built a diorama and done something on the building that, not just the building, but the build that extends past the diorama, like near the edge that makes your brain think about like, oh, there must be, it must be a road here or there must be something else outside the diorama that I didn't do that, you know, extends the diorama in your imagination. Yeah. You know what I mean? That way. I mean, yeah, sure. It's not all confined to that little area. Right. So. You have to do that. You have to do that. And and, and that's a a different, give it a different perception. Yeah. So anyways. I love it. What do you got going? I know you have, uh, your well, I'm still working the, I'm still working the, the tank diorama, so I'm still working the tank diorama, and I, I talked about it a little bit last week on the show with uh, Jason and and um, um, James. Uh, I, I, I'm doing the back end of the building, right, which right. isn't designed to be modeled, and I'm not gonna, you know, I got some inspiration from looking at a a, mil, a build that Kathy. Uh, Millet did with her um, uh, with her tank diorama, the same exact kit, the um, the uh, Kino um, the Kino Theater. Yeah, and um, it's you know so the back end of that is made by Foskill Models. It's a one thirty fifth scale thing for military modeling, and um, on the back end of it, it's it, it's generally just supposed to be. A blank wall. You're not supposed to be viewing it necessarily from that side. Mm-hmm. However, she took the initiative to build a collapsed floor. Okay, and I love the idea. And if it's copycatting, it's copycatting. I don't care. Uh, I loved what I saw. What she did, I changed it up quite. She a bit wouldn't care either. Did a little bit differently. No, and uh, she I actually likes it. Wood and. Yeah, she she commented on it on Instagram. However, uh, there is some, um, you know, I, I there's some. I added some extra support wood on the walls, and then, you know, weathered the walls up a little different than she did. I added wallpaper to the backside of it in the lower section with the peeling wallpaper and everything else. You'll be able to see some of those photos up online on our Facebook page, um, and. And um, I was there to that point last week, but now um, I started building the floor, and I put some joists on interrupted and sticking like some of them were pretty far out there. They're busted joists, and they they're just like hanging off the wall. Yeah, you know, you saw the photos I sent yeah, you. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, I haven't put them up on Facebook yet. I will in the next night or two here. Um, and then I built using her idea. Uh, and following her video on her YouTube channel, you need to go check out if you're going to do something, I guess. Or if you're not, go check it out because she's got amazing videos on her. But she did a series on what she did for hers on this particular model. So um, I I used some of her ideas with it. I changed them up a little bit and um, built um, a, a busted floor system that fell uh, you know, with the, the support beams and the, you know, the floor flooring boards on top and and then i even made a um a plaster ceiling 
on the underneath side of the floor. Yeah. Um, and what I did was I took a piece of, um, I have, uh, this plastic, uh, sheeting that I buy. It's, it's basically like acetate. Um, it's a, you know, a, a miler type of clear plastic, uh, sheeting and I laid it out and I poured some plaster on it and thinned it out and smoothed it out and let it dry overnight. I mean, real thin, like, like potato chip thin. <laughs> brittle. And, Was it um, very brittle? No, no? I, I made the, I made the, the mix, the mixture of, I, I thought about that. So I made the mixture of the, um, plaster thick, Okay, you know, like heavy, uh, not a lot of water to it, not too much water to it. So that way it, you know, when it dries, it dries hard and solid and it doesn't, doesn't just fall apart. Now, if I put a lot of pressure on it, it's going to bust. Right. Well, and I yeah. have to be careful because it, it does chip apart. So anyways, I, I wanted to get a thin layer of flat plaster and then glue it, break it apart in little pieces and glue it underneath the, the, the collapsed floor Mm -hmm. to represent the ceiling of the floor underneath it. And I, I did something a little different with mine. I stained it with some, uh, acrylics that are, um, well, no, I, I painted it with acrylics. Uh, on the bottom side, like gave it like a, I don't know what, what color that was. I guess it was like a, like a, uh, linen color, like a brownish linen color. Yeah. Very, very, very light. And, uh, to discolor it and just, you know, that would have been the color of the roof or the ceiling. Then on the other side, what the white part, it was awful white and it was showing through on some of the floorboards and everything else that with that, that the holes on, you'll see it. And I took, um, some AK interactive, um, uh, dust. It was, it's the dust and dirt deposits Oh yeah, and it's the light. And I, that's a lighter I mix, one. It's the lighter one of the two. And which I, is I nice to work it. with when it's not so harsh. Right. Yeah. I think it's a lot, you know, it's a little more forgiving. It is. It is, and it dries. It, Some of the it, dry, dark... it dries up. It looks like dust. Well, yeah, but yeah. oh, this isn't a pigment. No, no, no. I'm no. sorry. This I'm sorry. The, I'm sorry. This is the, this is the enamel. My bad. I, and, I apologize. Uh, I thought this was a pigment so, color. No, that's all right. And so I took the enamel and I mixed it uh, with a good deal of mineral spirits to thin it out as much as possible, and then I just dabbed it on different spots on the white plaster and it gave it like that, that old plaster look, you know, not painted old white plaster. It just got old, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, and stained, you know, stained more than anything else. And, uh, I did that. It turned out really cool and I haven't shared pictures for it yet because I want to, I want to do it. I want to share them when we have it all, you know, when I have it put together right. a little bit. But, um, so I, I got those, those, t- now hers, her design example has one floor coming down. Okay. Mine has one floor coming down similar to hers, but then I have another one coming down from the third floor to the second floor and it's kind of just hanging there off the rafters, mm-hmm. you know, it's, 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 and it's also at an angle in the other direction and smaller. 
and it will have some plaster on the bottom of it too. Uh, but I painted all of the extra, the whole sheet of that very thin layer of sheet of I painted linen on the whole one side of that. So when I'm done with anything left over, I'm going to chunk up into little tiny pieces and it'll make it and put them underneath to make it look like, you know, the, uh, broken plaster yeah. off on the ceiling laying in the rubble pile with the brick dust and all that other stuff that's going to be under there. So I did, I took the liberty to do all that kind of thing and it's turned out really, really cool. But there's accessories as well as I bought. I didn't talk about that. And it's other things I bought to enhance this model. Now, we've all done it. For example, when we ran a contest the other, a couple months ago, remember we did that one big contest? Yeah. Um, and Dave, the Halloween contest. And Dave Cruzwick did the uh, did his his little diorama. And, you know, he had a graveyard and all that. But, you know, he had... He went out and he got the pieces and stuff he needed to make what he was thinking of in his head. Right. And that and it and it turned out awesome. I mean, he he went out and he bought a couple extra things to make it look and feel the part. And um including some figures and such from uh from mini prints. And uh, so it's it's uh you know, it it was very very uh well thought out, but he accessorized it and built it up and made it look, you know, even that much better. You're bringing everything you add to it without overdoing it. Uh, yeah, there's brings a it to, Yeah, it brings it to further life. So what I'm doing is everybody saw my tank that I've already built. But I'm going to add, I went out and I, I had to purchase it separately, but it's called the Allied Vehicles Accessory Set. And it'll have like... Um, some rolled up tarps and and uh, b- backpack, well, uh, you know, uh, military packs that the guys would have had on their back. Um, those types of things. World War II era, okay, for uh, the Allied side, the American side, or the British and American side, right? And it's gonna go um, on the. They're gonna get strapped down and attached to the tank in different spots because I've seen photos of tanks driving around that have all these. The the guy the guy's gear and stuff and these rolled up tarps and stuff on the back of the and the sides of the tank. Yeah, I mean, well, any war um, movie you watch, you know, that, that yeah. era, there's always a bunch of like, what do you call right. it? I don't know what you call not luggage, but like, right gear strapped to the right. tank. I mean, gear not bag. not only was yeah. the tank at some point and and oftentimes in non comp in a non Combat. They're like duffel bags and stuff like that. Well, and what I was what I was getting to is you would also see tanks. You know, not not only were they war machines, it also was transport for the guys and the tank crew when they weren't fighting. Like, yeah. So there's guys living in these tanks while they're on campaign, basically. Um, you know, there's time when they're on base too, where they're not you know strapping everything they need to the tank, but when they're out for some time on campaign, yeah, they're living in it and they're. It's a it's like a mule that fires deadly right. uh, deadly. It's a mule that fires deadly uh, munitions, but but there's also gear it they have to carry. So you know right. it's not just the tank. They they it's like when you go. Uh, it's a very expensive SUV with a cannon on the front of it. Right. So they're strapping so, so they're strapping stuff to the side. Basically, is what I right, would say. Exactly. And you got to think of it more than just the tank. Right. Sure. 
And then on it's the one, better word for it is it's also life support for the guys in it. It is life support for the guys in it. Right. Absolutely. So, anyways, I got that, and then on the back end of the tank, you'll notice on my other my original build, there's two what they call Jerry cans or extra cans of gas, and there's they're sitting in a rack that holds a holds a whole mess of Jerry cans, but they only give you two, <laughs> right? So I ordered a whole mess of extra Jerry cans, and I'm going to fill that rack up with Jerry cans because that's what it's built for. You know? But it only has the two. The tank's going to go out there and you put two in. And then <laughs> there's some buckets for the guys that are walking around doing the, you know, maintaining the the vehicle itself. And um, so I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but they came with the Jerry cans. And then of course, um, I bought this other thing from Tamiya, and there, if you ever built one of the if like you get a kit from some some people and they'll have like uh, cardboard boxes that you can cut and build out in yeah. HO scale. Okay. Well, these are thirty one thirty fifth scale boxes of rations, and the 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 ration labels are printed on the outside of the, these oh. boxes to make them look like World War Two cardboard ration boxes, just like they had back then. And uh, I mean, they are really realistic looking. And uh, I'm now going keep to in mind, put them on. This is much more achievable with your scale that you're working on right now than Absolutely. it would be for HO scale. I, I mean, you I, could I do boxes. Just, you know, I, well, the uh, Baxter's Building Supply and a lot of the FSM kits that you see out there will have um, uh, George Celius uh, put the – you cut out templates for um, – for oh, making yeah. your own cardboard boxes. Well, and not... I put a whole mess of cardboard box. Well, all his kits do. They have like in their junk piles, there's like cardboard boxes scattered all over the place. If you look over there on Baxter's right in front of you, uh, you'll see cardboard boxes underneath the railroad tracks. Right. Uh, in that, yeah, underneath the, uh, that space underneath the, the, uh, well, the tracks are risen and then you go under, well, it's hard to explain. Yeah, no, I know. In junk piles. Yeah. You know, hey. and off the loading dock. So yeah, so I bought, so I got these, um, I got those cardboard boxes that are ration boxes, and I'll, I'll build them and cut them and build them. And I don't know how many I'll put on. There's a million of them, okay. But I also bought for the rubble piles. I bought these uh, bricks from a company called Pegasus Hobby, Hobbies, and they're military. Museum collection gray bricks. They ought to gray them or paint them or whatever, stain them uh, to brick colors. And then I also got some gray blocks. Uh, brick, uh, they're bricks or large bricks. They're almost like cinder, big cinder blocks. Okay. But, um, but I got all these extra bricks, and then I got the clay pots. I'm going to smash up uh, and uh, use them for, uh, you know, that 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 brick dust and brick rubble. I'm going to mix that with the bricks itself um you know so i'm gonna do all that and i had to you know get these extra things because i want to really you're i really want to you're adding more out. to it right and then i also bought a box and I, yeah did it cost a little extra yeah it was like five bucks here ten bucks there okay but you know it's cool it's gonna make it look cool i want it to look as real as possible so i went out and got this box called wine wine it's made by a company called mini art and they're wine bottles and wooden crates. And it's like wooden crates filled with wine bottles. Actual 
you know, plastic wine bottles. They look like real wine bottles. And they'll have the labels and everything else on them. It's amazing. Um, but, um, and I'm going to put like a case of wine bottles and some busted up wine bottles in near the rubble pile, you know? Uh-huh. And I got I got some beer bottles too, and I'm gonna put the beer bottles in the rubble pile, and then inside the theater on the inside part that I'm fishing, and then that rubble pile, you'll find some beer bottles and maybe a wine bottle. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean these are the kind of little details that we're gonna throw in uh, to make your to make your kit come to life, and um, you know I think that's important, and uh, you know, and and we're gonna talk to to Doug about that next week too, about the things you can add to bring your kit to life. And it doesn't have to necessarily cost a lot either. No. Uh, like I said, the clay pot I bought that I'm going to smash up for brick dust and brick pieces, uh, was like, a was like, I don't know, like 75 cents at, at Hobby Lobby. Yeah. And you, you don't know? need and, to go overboard yeah. and buy a right. bunch of crazy stuff either. Right. And then, you know, some scrap wood that I've, uh, painted and stained and everything else. And I'm going to put in piles and, you know, little pieces and you, know, you just take those strip pieces of strip wood and you, you stain them. And before you do it, you know, you break them in half, you snap them and twist them. Yeah, you, it's always cool to take like a pair of pliers to the end of it and just twist the shit out of it when you rip <laughs> it apart. And then you get all that jagged edge and some of the splinters turn and twist. It looks cool. And it's, you, know? you know what's cool about that kind of stuff is it's random. Like yeah, when you're yeah. creating like a splintered piece of wood or I don't know how it's gonna look when I pull you know it apart. You know what? This is one this is a really exciting thing and I get like really amped up when I do this. When you're a good example, I'm looking at it, it's three feet in front of me. When you're when I'm doing those ghost pilings for old like docks that are no longer there. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Where like the old like one or two foot high or three foot high out of the top of the water pilings are still there, but the dock that was above it or the building that the structure that was above it is no longer there anymore. Um, right. When yeah. I'm when I'm breaking those dowel rods, and then you know I've already I've already made them look like they have wood grain. I've already done all that. But when you're breaking the yeah. dowel rods, and like they snap. Yeah. Where you're trying to look up, make a look of like busted lumber and you're not, maybe not for pilings, but for other busted lumber and it breaks and you go, there's like that moment of excitement where you're like, Ooh, like that one broke real good. Like that one's going to look yeah. really good. And then, and then sometimes, yeah, I had that feeling last night. and then sometimes you break them and they're really clean and you're like, Oh, that was boring. That one sucks. <laughs> I wish it broke worse. I'm twisting the crap out of the end of it. I wish it broke worse. But when you break one, when you break one, sometimes you break them perfectly, and you don't even yep. need to, you don't even need the tweezers. Like it breaks, and you're like, "That's it. I'm done with that piece." Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know what else I like to do? Take a take a board, you know, and there's two things. One. Break a board, but don't break it all the way through. No. Just enough to – it bends, and it shows a couple of splinters coming out of the top. And then reinforce that before you stain it and everything. Reinforce it with a little glue inside the thing, okay, like where, where it snaps up and there's like a crevice inside. Put a little white glue in there just a little bit, and that reinforces it so it doesn't fall apart any further. Let it dry, and then do your staining and coloring or whatever else, Okay. And then you have that really cool board that snapped, but it didn't quite snap all the way through. That's one way. 
Then you know, in real life, everybody's had this. You're out in the woods and you have like a twig or a stick or something, or even a board that you're trying to break because you think you're a badass superhero and you think you can actually snap it while you're trying to make kindling or whatever you're trying to do for build a fire. I don't know. And we've all done it. And you go to do it thinking, oh, I'm going to just snap that in half. But it doesn't really snap in half, does it? It twists and it's not. It kind of turns. <laughs> you get all manly and you're like, I'm going yeah, to break this stick. And then you just, yeah. you, it does just bend. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it you're like bouncing off of it. You ever do you're that? You're trying to, yeah. You know? the, the funniest one was <laughs> like, your friends that, like <laughs> when, you're, you're, when you're in Boy Scouts or you're going camping with a group of friends and you're like, I'm going to get some firewood. And you try and break the yeah. stick and everyone's like, yo, Todd or Brett can't break that stick. Like, yeah, it's like the yeah. green, the green ones. It's still green on the inside. And it just, right. it just splinters into like a bunch of little pieces of but thread. I've done that with, I've done that with pieces of wood already, you know, where I've tried to snap pieces of wood, but it had a little bit of a, you know, it was a little bit of a newer piece, you know, and it just kind of twisted funny. You know, when you break, when it break, it did break clean. It kind of, it, it kind of twisted. To the, it turned and it twisted almost like, a, I don't know how to explain it. I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, you know, that, give it that look, one, one, maybe a piece or two, not everything, you know, just one, you know, give it that weird place. And you got on this particular thing, it's a, it's a bombed out building, right? So, you know. Who knows? I mean, things are crashing and breaking and falling when the building starts to fall apart and come down like this. Okay, not necessarily taking direct impact from the from the the, the concussion of the. It's more the concussion than than the actual bomb going through. Okay, or exploding things. I don't have lots of burn up things on here. This is uh, this is the concussion from everything just being jarred and shook and broken down. Right. right. So, yeah. So in that case, um, just you know, show show one one or two pieces that got you know, surely in the wreckage of something like that large, shit's gonna get twisted and turned funny, right? Yeah, you know, make all your wood fall down in the same place in the same angle, you know, have it going in different different directions and such. So you know that's. These are the things that you want to think about when you're building anything, regardless if it's some, uh, you know, a uh, gas station or uh, or a one thirty fifth scale military model. Uh, whatever you're building, you know, let your imagination look into what you're what you're throwing together, uh, and um, you know, say, hey, you know what, uh, one or two of these things would be a good idea. One or two. One or two of this aspect or look would be good. Just don't overdo it, you know. And then, um, you know, that's 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 my take on on a lot of that. It, it's photographs. I was looking at a lot of the old plaster. I looked at old. Pl- I just Google image search is awesome for anything. A Google image search your you know old plaster, uh, you know stained plaster, whatever. You know, crumbled plaster. I looked at it all the, the last two days. Okay. But it's not just that. You know, like Google image search, you know, um, damaged bombed buildings from World War II. And you, you'll see and look and see a million different ideas for how to do this. Now, granted, not a lot of you are doing, none of you probably are right now are doing any military modeling. But, 
you know, in my current situation that I'm doing, yes, that's what I need. So, so think about what you're trying to model and Google that image search, that stuff and see what you want to produce by other examples of real life. We've talked about that many times on here, right? You know, photographic work and, and that type of thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's all there. It's all there, you know? So that's it. That's where I'm, that's I where think I'm you at brought up a good today. point though. Like, you know, a lot of people struggle for inspiration and they have no excuse for it because there's a million, there's not even a million, there's trillions of photos, uh, for what you're probably trying to find, uh, within a 10 second search on your phone. Yep. A lot of people never think to use Google image search. You just go to Google search, put in your search item and then click, you know, Go or well, whatever. and this has yeah. been talked about and probably three or four tab of the images. This has been talked about about you know almost well, not every episode, but a handful of times. Yeah. Um, Street View is amazing uh, for this. Uh, yep. I actually saw a building today on my run. I was running in Carlisle today. Right. I saw a building. My buddy and I were running. Uh, together and it was in a little alleyway and it's an old print shop in Carlisle and the letter the lettering on the front of the building is like still it's old you can tell it's not been maintained well but it's still in good shape you know what I mean like it it's that kind of aging where it's like in really good shape but it's old as dirt you know what I'm talking about yep and yeah. it said Carlisle print shop and I'm like that is awesome like that that's the coolest yeah. building i've ever i've never seen it in carlisle before so um my goal is to get on google street view here and find that and i don't want it to say carlisle print shop because our town name is not carlisle but uh right, we will get that that idea I could, it was that it was like a back alley building it wasn't even a nice storefront it was like i could make it with some clapboard siding and some leftover like corrugated roofing material but use the roofing material yeah. as wall site like like siding um yeah it was that kind of looking building but the cool. front of it had a cool ass sign and i could replicate it and just change the name of the town um and and paint it you know to, ma- to match it style 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 wise it could be almost the same and then just change the name to blackwater print shop that's um, i think it'd be great and and it's not a big building. It's one of those. It's not a building that when you see it, it's gonna like just pop off the layout. But it's gonna be a, yeah. a cool little building. It's one story high. You know, it might mm-hmm. be it might be forty feet, fifty feet wide by thirty feet deep. It's not big. And uh, now it's just a garage. It's what's funny about it is it's like a you can tell it's like a garage for a rental property now. But at one time oh. it used to be a print shop, cool uh, a business and. I, um, I'm not gonna turn it into a garage, but I want to stick it in like a weird back alley behind a building that it's not going to be one that you notice right away. But when you start looking around the layout and between alleyways, you're going to see this little tiny building with a lot of character just stuck somewhere deep within, deep within the town. I think that's great. That's the kind of stuff I think we need to do more of, um, you know, building, building closely. Yep. Especially once we start doing some of these buildings, like 
the one I have down here, the the uh, Amherst Hotel or the Ashmore Hotel, and yeah. the uh, I did that radio station, uh, the Bachman yeah. Spectrum kit. And I know we want to do a couple other tall buildings, but once we get a couple big buildings in and we start cramming everything really tight, yeah. I think the next thing to do in between those buildings would be to stuff those types of buildings in, almost like like obscure scene, uh, really obscure yeah. scenes deep within those buildings. I think that's a great idea. It's stuff now, that it's stuff that'll be underappreciated when you look and you give a quick glance of the city, and you won't see it. Like if we stand back from the side of the layout and you take a picture of it from 10 feet away or eight foot at the side of the wall, you're not going to see it. Yeah. But when you're down here and you're spending some time and you're looking around and then you like look behind that alleyway, oh wow, there's a whole little like, there's a business back in that, tucked in that little alleyway. That's the stuff that really, yeah. on the style of layout that we're trying to achieve, that's the thing that will, you know, make a big difference. On, on Instagram, I found this, well, there's a guy on there, I'm, I follow called uh, walls from the past. You ever, you ever see that on there? Yes. Oh my God. I love their stuff. And I want, I, I love what they do with the walls. I mean, I don't emulate it exactly, but I, I try and look at that for inspiration and ideas on how he, how he paints a wall. You know, and the detail that goes into it and all the different textures. I mean, if you get a chance, go to Instagram, look up walls from the past. And uh, it's just insane. But that is those little walls that he builds and puts in there. They're they're like one dimensional, but it's 3D and he puts it in a frame then. And it's insane. And uh, it's what we do, but it's just one wall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's what we do, but it's one wall. Yeah, it's it's just there's no depth past no. that backside of that wall. If you turn if you turn right. around, there's nothing there. It's it's a flat. It's, it's a, a building flat. flat and a frame. It's a flat. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and it's it's sick what the guy can do. So I love I love checking that stuff out, um, and it it makes me want to sit down and put that much work into that one wall, you know, and say ah, oh, you know what I. You know, let's get this little detail here. You know, it's every square inch. Now, obviously, that takes you a lot of time. But it does. You know, it's just an inspirational thing. Go so check it out. You actually alluded to the type of diorama that I want to build for my two by two uh-huh. for the contest we were talking about. Oh, okay. Um, I have an old. I have this wall. It's a hydrocal wall that I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. Uh, it's one wall. It's one wall section that I actually got sent as like a sample. Right. Uh, it's just been in this drawer forever, and it's it's just a hair under two inches wide. It's perfect. So I'm going to build a flat. It's an old like brick industrial cool. looking wall, like a side of a warehouse, uh, like the yeah. the narrow end of a warehouse, like a loading dock. And I'm going to build that into my two by two inch diorama here before twenty sixth. Oh, that's nice. So. Anyways, but it's but it's so, like the, it's like that kind of insta it's like what that guy does on his Instagram page or that person does on his Instagram page where you know it's just one wall and yeah. the whole scene's in front of it and it's a lot of vertical space but not a lot of uh you know ac- not not a lot yeah. of depth to it. Right. Well, so I got a rant 
And Go. then we're going to talk about music, and then we're going to wrap it up. So I got – the rant is I've been seeing these – how do I put this? Okay. The rant is I've seen it on some people's models. Not so much, though, on the models, but on the kits themselves, and I blame the kit manufacturers. I also blame the uh, kit manufacturers. I uh, see this on Michael Mark on their boats. Uh, wood boats and wood other wood boat companies that make wood boats. You know, you ever see? I thought about that. You ever think about see the, some of those ships, those wood ships that they make? Yeah, I thought about making one myself. But I was looking at one of them actually today on Michael Mark. But I also seen them on other people's builds and on in kits. And that is the American flag. Yeah, and the American flag done. <laughs> With a piece of paper, printed paper, and it looks like poop. People, <laughs> it looks like poop. I'm sorry. It looks like the, name. you know, the. Mo- I'm spending that much time and effort building a large, tall ship <laughs> out of wood. Okay, you know this. Curving the wood with water and reshaping the wood and everything, and I'm putting all this little micro detail work in all the wiring or whatever they call it off the masts and everything else that goes on. Oh, it was wiring, but you know the the mast, the ropes and such, all the mast. Okay, if I'm doing all of that, the riggings, I guess they call it. If I'm doing all that, and then. On the th- damn ship, there's a flag, and it's made out of a piece of paper that you fold it in half, and it has a flag on one side and a flag on the other side, and it, that's what it was. Yeah. And I'm like, and it wasn't just on one of them. It was on, like, a bunch. And then I went to another site that they, all they do is sell. All they sell is, and I'm not naming the group, the company, all they do is sell boats or, or model wood ships, okay? And... I went there, and others have the same thing. Hey, come up with something better, something more realistic to put with your kit than that than that paper folded half flag that we would use when we were kids on the U.S. Army set we bought with the plastic army men. Remember them? Yeah. They had a flagpole with a little plastic stone base and you stick the flagpole in it. It was made out of a, it was made out of a barbecue skewer. And then you put the, the two side, it was sticky piece of sticker. You fold it in half and it makes a flag. That's all these things are. And I think it sucks. It looks bad, you know? And I see that on some of the, I seen it on firehouses on the buildings that we make. And it, hey, if you got that on one of your firehouses or the town hall or some other shit on your layout, <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you right now: get, break it off, throw it out, and find something else. You I don't know what? Know what else. You know what it I reminds me of when I see something else. You know what it reminds me of when I see it? What? When you see the photo of the uh, the American flag on the moon? Yeah, and it's like stiff as hell. And it yeah. looks like it's covered in. It's like spray with cornstarch and it's just straight right. yeah man like there's gotta be something you invest out there. all that time and money into those expensive wood boat kits and then you put that right you know i just assumed not had the damn flag on there yeah. it wasn't just flag it wasn't just a flag on those boat kits they had some of them had like little extra streamers and stuff like a like a, a, a and, and that could have been done with any type of special cloth or whatever you know, there's got to be. Look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I got an alternative to replace that flag because I don't. I don't have an answer for you, but that don't look cool. 
It's all I'm saying. Go right. out and find something that looks cool because it doesn't. It looks like it looks like you want. We want to build these models, all of our models, so they don't look like what a toy. So what we do when we're all done, we put that stupid flag on. Now, I'm not calling the American flag stupid, so don't take me out of context here. I love the American flag. Anybody that knows me knows I am a patriot. However, don't put that on your model if you want it to look realistic. Right. You, know, you put all that effort into I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe somebody knows something that I don't. Uh, please share it with us. Let us know what you can use in replacement of, of a piece of paper. Full and half and glued together, and it looks like the flag. There's got to be something. I don't know. I mean, unless it, the it, only it, unless there's that, nothing out there, yeah, yeah. It'll, huh? So, uh, no, not if there's nothing else out there. You just don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. It looks bad. You know, there's got to be something. There's got to be some. It's kind usually of a larger scale than what we do. So there's got to be some small fabric flags. Yeah, that, and that'll be great because if it's soft enough, it'll drape. You know, kind of like a flag would when it's just hanging on the pole. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, and you could also give it some shape by adding like some kind of a starchy starch it or or put some kind of you use white glue and dilute it and put it on cloth and shape the cloth and let it just dry. Um, it's going to keep shape, and that you know, there's there's things you could do. I think. You know, maybe don't make it an American flag, just make it a flag, you know, a colored piece of cloth. Right. I, I don't know. There's got to be cloth out there, too, that has little American flags on it at small size. You know, we'd have to search for it, but, you know, find a pattern that has, uh, you know, a, a piece of cotton that has, you know, maybe it's a pillowcase with, or some kind of material like that at Joanne Fabrics that has lots of little mini American flags all over it. I don't. I don't know. I don't know the answer. You know, right? But so that's it. I, that's my rant. That's a good one. I never actually thought of that until you just brought it up. But it doesn't make any sense why you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. So music, music. Ah, oh. well. Music today because I got I got some interesting. I've you, been listening to some interesting. You go first because you hit me blindsided with that. I wasn't ready. So. uh <laughs> You go first, and then I'll come up. I'm going to look up my music history here this for this week, and then I'll go. Okay. Well, I was listening to um, who was it that told us? One of our guests told us to listen to the Royal Blood. Who was that? Uh, oh, it was Ron. Ron. I don't like it. Just my personal opinion. <laughs> I tried it. That's it's fine. okay. It's okay. It's just not my thing. Okay, but I did try it and listen to it. I you're not, but most of people aren't going to listen or like the things I like. So, yeah, uh, most of people uh, aren't going to. I think everybody's going to like not like the things I like. Um, <laughs> but I was listening to. We were in Valley Forge this weekend with my wife, and I went down there to Philadelphia area, and we went and did Valley Forge and toured the the national park of Valley Forge, uh, where Washington had his troops in 1777 to 1778 in the winter. Uh, to prepare them for a uh, battle with the British and enforce and build his his uh, his military. Anyhow, we went there, and I got into it, you know. Nothing was open. The visitor center was closed and everything, so you had to go off of, you know, whatever you could find on your phone and, and research some material or take a, you know, I took a book along too. Um, 
uh, you know, me in a book, and I'll stand out there in the middle of the field and just read from it. But we, I had, I got into the music thing of it, so I was listening to uh, songs of the American War uh, Revolution, Re- uh, songs of the Revolutionary War, and so I was listening to that. It was a lot of fife and drum kind of thing, and I got into that, um, and then that was just recently, right? But for a week, I've been at work and at my workbench in my office too. Um, listening to a guy named Doc Severinsen. And uh, years ago, before your time, there was a Johnny Carson show. And uh, Doc Severinsen was his band. They had the Doc Severinsen Band. And he did the um, all the music for the show. When they would go to commercial break and come back. And, you know, just like the Tonight Show today does. And um, they have, or like David Letterman had, what's his name, the little, the little squirrely guy. Um, you know, that, that, he had his band. So right. we had, yeah, so Doc what Severson. What was that guy's name? I forget his name. I can't remember what his name is. Uh, <laughs> Wally or, I don't know it was. But, <laughs> but anyhow, um, yeah, a little bald guy. Yeah. So anyhow, they had, uh, so Doc Severson had it's a lot of it's a lot of like brass and jazz you know trumpets and and uh, um trombones trumpets saxophones that kind of thing you know and uh wind instruments and you know it's it's all good he's got a cool band it's it's uh jazzy you know right um so so i was listening to that he's got amazing stuff out there and you just kind of put it on you know uh shuffle and let it go and uh Doc Severinsen. I was listening to him. It was neat. It was kind of brought me back to when I was younger and I used to watch the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Right. So, my playlist is so actually on Monday I was listening to the Squirrel Nut Zippers again. Oh yeah, yeah. I love that band. Yeah, I know you do. I've been super into them, and then actually, um, I like them. What? (laughs) <laughs> I, I tried listening to that too. That's fine. And that, yeah, it's just your thing. You won't probably like Doc Severinsen. Yeah, well, yeah, to each his own. Uh, and yeah. then, um, you know, yesterday I spent most of the day listening to a Breaking Benjamin. I was in a Breaking Benjamin mood. Yeah, oh, Breaking Benjamin. I like. And then that yeah. was it. I didn't listen to music today, actually. I was in meetings oh, all wow. damn day. Wow. So. Yeah, so that's it. That's a wrap, man. Next week, we've got Doug. That's it. I think we call it a night. What do you think? I, I'm fine with that. Cool. See you later, folks. All right. Have a good weekend. Later. Peace out.